good afternoon. Mm, hi. Hey, everybody. Guess what we're going to talk about? Do you feel fat and unloved? <laughs> well, it is post 420. You never know. It is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about 420. So, um, is everybody well, but hold on. I am Elizabeth. I'm the clinician. Let's start. Let's introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Robin Swan. I am the alchemist. And oh, together, I turned my phone off. And together yet, we are the clinical alchemy. We are. Uh, <laughs> although I am not able to use electronics, just herbal remedies. Please yeah. silence your electronic device. I silenced it, but then I forget that you have to also silence your favorites, right? You know, like challenging life is challenging so 420 was yesterday today's 421 yes. yesterday was hitler's birthday that's what everybody you know always remembers and uh do you know why it's called 420 elizabeth yes i do uh oh. this goes back to 1971 oh my god listen, she's got, even got the date okay why okay well there was a group of high school students in marin county they were they called themselves the waldos because they met at a certain wall and uh they uh, uh gathered at 420 every day to share stories and uh and and a joint and so they that's and and so they they coined their their term and what they were doing 420 uh and then that translated over to somebody in the grateful dead a drummer or something and then he took that into the band and then that's how 420 got to be in the counterculture uh, and has gone since uh, by, by 420 ever since. Wow, and that is an awesome urban legend. So I have a 420 story and why I think it's called 420 is that it's the, it's the cop code. You know, when they're calling, they say, you know, 420 in progress would mean that like, you know, like there's a, a drug bust happening. So which one do you believe? Well, it started with the 1971 one, and then it transferred over into several different things. And uh, the cop code of 420 is pretty universal. So it, it absolutely did happen. There is cause. So which happened? Is it the chicken egg thing, Elizabeth? Like, which happened first, the Waldos or the cops? Like The Waldos. The, oh, for sure. So these, these yeah. like, Escher, Stoner, skaters changed the world. That's what you're saying, right? Yes, they did. It was in High Times or something yesterday. I mean, yeah, just just Google it. Oh, oh I just have to drop this in since you said the word High Times. So all of the flour that we process in at Firebird, all of our medicinals are grown by um, a grower whose uh, grow is called Trinity Roots. And he's a third generational grower. His grandfather, his father and him grew. All of our strains are proprietary to us. He's genoed them all, like he's created all the strains that we use. And uh, High Times is focusing on him as a premier micro grower uh, next month. His name is Zach and you're gonna get to see all about him. And we were mentioned in High Times as well. So it's a super good, awesome, beautiful moment for somebody who's been growing plants for three generations. His grandfather, who's still alive, is so excited because his grandfather and father, of course, were always afraid of the law. You know, they, they were they were gorilla growing in the Trinity Mountain Ranges since the, you know, early 60s and having to outrun the cops and stuff. And now his grandson has this beautiful legal grow in Shasta County. So Wonderful. I think that it's a really beautiful progression on, on how we have changed with cannabis. Like, I think it leads right into where we're going. There's so much beauty that comes. Oh, Elizabeth. Well, I got one more point on that, though. Oh you know, I, I look forward to them being designated one day with a certain appellation because, you know, uh, going even more on the progression, 
uh, we've gone from the Waldos to 420 to, to raids to legal grows and, and cultivation and extraction and, and this whole beautiful industry, right? Now right. we're going to have in California Appalachians like they do wine where people can grow cannabis differently in different zones uh, and have it like that. So I look forward to seeing how he might uh, rank on that. Oh, he's, I think he's going to rank at the very top of the heap because he's phenomenal. And the, the pheno strains that we use are, anybody who uses our products knows. And, and yesterday I had three different people from three different parts of the country reach out to me and just say how pleased they were and how exceptional our products were and clean. So that, you know, that's an awesome kudos to my company for surviving everything from being illegal to being legal and to still being able to maintain a level of um, authenticity is super cool. Yeah. Super cool. So today we wanted, we did a poll and y'all said, let's talk about being fat. Now, somebody like myself who has been through a lot of body dysmorphia and you know self-hatred for, oh my God, I'm so fat. It's amazing to me how in Western culture, we judge ourselves by the size of our ass. Straight up, you know? If you have a big butt, you are obviously a bad person. If you are a size four or five, you are obviously a perfect person. But what I've learned in my life as a practitioner is that, you know, size zero and size 22 have the same problems. All of us are unhappy in our earth suit all of us are judgmental on how we appear in the world and none of us really understand our metabolic set point, what our DNA has to do with it, what we're putting in our mouth, how our endocrine system works. And that is why my beautiful clinician friend, Miss Emac, is going to explain to us that if you're fat, it might not be your fault or it might be, but cannabis will definitely help you adjust everything. Right, including the Goldilocks zone and our set points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our endocannabinoid system can be off with respect to weight and, and uh, cardiovascular metabolic syndrome issues, um, obesity. Uh, it All of it is, is related to the endocannabinoid system. So if this seesaw balance is off in any way, shape, or form, um, you know, we have issues. And so, how does cannabis work with cortisol? Because, you know, like cortisol is something that can really, you know, if your cortisol is high, you are going to be a lot heavier than if it's not. And cortisol is produced from stress. Yeah, when we're stressed out, which we all are, I mean, think about like Ren and Stimpy. Sometimes I describe myself as that rat that's <laughs> it's overscheduled so much that I just don't know how to relax anymore. It's, it's ridiculous. But when we're driving ourselves like that, we are creating stress hormones and stress hormones do all kinds of things um, to create a downstream effect of dysfunction in our body and leading to inflammation and inflammation of course is you know the root cause of everything bad that goes on in the body if we're inflamed we get sick uh, and we get fat too because what happens our fat cells literally expand and get bigger so when you lose weight in case you don't know this people who are listening you're not really losing much of anything you're shrinking your cells you know you're literally shrinking your fat cells that's what's happening so Elizabeth, how, how do we, how do we like, how does cannabis, like, let's talk about, first of all, let's explain to people how we come out of balance in our body, because if you're overweight or underweight, you're just literally out of balance. It's just a matter of bringing, there's nothing wrong with you. 
You haven't done anything wrong. You might have a really awful diet and need to tweak your choices and what you put in your mouth. But if you, if you work with your endocannabinoid system, your choices are going to naturally change. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, coupling that with diet and exercise and, and lifestyle measures to change, you know, it, it's a one-two punch, right? And I always talk about this every week and, and with every client. Um, you know, we can talk about cannabinoids giving you a shortcut. So it's going to help you get to health faster and easier and more effectively and more completely head to toe rather than just one thing or a certain receptor type like pharmaceuticals. But modulating this endocannabinoid system brings everything back into balance. And when we're stressed, when we're uh, not paying attention to life, when we're, we're the opposite of mindful, right? When we're, when we're aware, when we're mindful, uh, we can, you could have a better gauge of, of what we're bringing into our life and, and how it responds with us. When you eat those, you know, all, all of the, the, the cupcakes, you know, it might feel good for that moment. But after like that second one, like, don't you ever just say, I don't need any more? Like the little, little ones, um, you know, and, and so second that's one. your How about after the sixth or seventh one? I mean, come on, <laughs> be realistic. You're going to eat cupcakes. Gonna eat well, cupcakes. right, but, but that, that's the whole thing. The endocannabinoid system, there, there is uh, primitive, primordial structural changes going on in your brain that is regulating your thoughts. And, and the more that you translate that into favorable things, uh, literally like, I, I love myself. I want to take care of myself. That's not a good decision for me. Your brain knows to do that. But, but we get into that fight or flight, speaking of cortisol, we're so stressed that we're into how can I, how can I have pleasure? How can I, I get rid of this how pain? How can I fix the pain that I'm feeling? How That's can I a, get lot of, a lot of times how that is. It's like, how can I? So I'm going to just share some personal information about myself so you guys can know that this is a real, this isn't like, oh, I'm, we're so perfect. And, you know, cannabis is everything. So when I was, um, when I was 16 years old, uh, I was hospitalized for bulimia. I weighed 115 pounds. I thought I was too heavy. At that point, I thought I was so fat. I was a size zero. You know, I, I, my mom was a massive fashionista. She was a, um, a bizarre, Harper's Bazaar model in the 50s. So, and she's Persian. All right. So her standard of excellence was like off the charts. And I, I grew up in this home. My father owned a bakery. So here came my dad with dozens of donuts, right? What am I going to do? I got to eat those donuts. They're sitting right there. They look good. I'm 15, 16 years old. I'm a dancer, I'm a martial artist, I'm, uh, I'm active all the time, you know? So, but the message was that I wasn't good enough if I was heavy. So I would purge, I would eat and purge and eat and purge. Now I'm super grateful that I have all my teeth. I don't have esophageal cancer and I didn't destroy my stomach because that is what bulimia will lead you to. So after that, I, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a grip on myself, but it was many, many, many years later that I actually stopped that behavior. And what helped me stop that behavior was pot, smoking pot. I would, I would, I would, how did it help? What, what effect? What was the term? How the, how the smoking weed helped me at that point is it put, I like to say it created space in my brain. So I began to see like, wait a minute, what am I, what am I doing to myself? And then I, I had this like moment of enlightenment where I realized that there were people on the planet who didn't even have enough food to feed themselves. 
And here I was able to go to the grocery store and spend 30, 40 bucks on junk food, eat it, and then throw it up. And, and the reality of how wasteful I was and disrespectful to the planet is what really shifted the paradigm for me. Now, it, the, it didn't go away, you know, but by smoking weed and using cannabis in that way, long before anybody knew it was medicinal, I, I found a way to love myself and accept myself and maybe not listen to the mirror reflection that I was getting from my mother, but realized that my genetic makeup was a little bit different. And then coupled with my education and understanding a metabolical set point, my bone structure, realizing that 115 pounds was completely inappropriate for, for my weight, you know, that it helped me stop it. So what I did is I went a hundred degrees to the other way when I got pregnant, cause I was like, oh, license to eat, you know, my first baby. I was like, give me a cake. It doesn't matter what I weigh. So I literally gained 120 pounds with my wow. first pregnancy, which is insane. Please do not do that. Anybody who is getting pregnant, please understand. You don't need to gain more than 20 pounds. That's all you really need. And, and having a baby is a marathon. You're training for a marathon. Okay. So now here I am fat, like 300 pounds. Okay. And I'm like, what do I do with myself? How do I, how did I get this way? I didn't realize I was so heavy until I moved back to California and I saw everybody who was not as heavy as me. And this is when I started processing um, uh, cannabis. This is when I started making oil and really learning the difference of what a concentrate as opposed to smoking flour really did. And through the course of just, you know, realizing that I was in a dangerous place because we were living in rural Montana. My two-year-old daughter had run off from us and I could hear a cougar in the background somewhere in the woods screaming. And I took off running to go get my kid, but moving 300 pounds is you don't move very fast. No. So it was a super big, like aha moment. Like my daughter could die because I'm too fat to catch up with her. And having been someone who was, you know, super thin, really athletic, it was just like mind blowing to me. So fast forwarding to using the, making the concentrates and stuff, I just started to take them. Like I'm making them. So I'm going to like, you know, of course, microdose myself. What is this like? What is it? I'm learning about the product through the course of, over the course of two years, I lost 120 pounds. I lost all of that weight and I have, and I didn't diet. I didn't exercise. Of course, I made better choices in, in the things that I was eating, all right? But I 100% contributed to that, that weight loss, which was literally like fat falling off my body from the, the cannabis, the, the concentrate, the oil, the FECO. Well, there's, there's a lot to unpack with what you've been saying for a while. And you know, congratulations on rectifying the situation and bringing yourself back to to, to balance and, and understanding the plant, you know, going back to, you know, even 15, 16 years old when you discovered cannabis and you were smoking it and it made you feel better. Um, and that helped to dis disengage the monkey mind. And the monkey mind is what we have going on at all times. And it's our conditioning. It's what your mother's been telling you. It's what your daddy's been telling you. And what if there's a conflict like with you where your mom is, you know, in, in amazing shape and your dad's bringing you donuts and you don't have the same metabolic structure that she does. And he's like, what do you mean you don't want to eat the donuts? Don't you love me? Like, wow. <laughs> right? Like, imagine that. Like you as the kid, you can't. And so 
now, now you're like, I'm trying to make the right choices and I'm, you know, and so uh, that little bit of cannabis is, is disengaging some of the amygdala and some of the anxiety and then some of the, the, the memory issues where some of that dialogue was unhelpful, helping you to erase that with like PTSD, helping you forget that. And now it's a new day. I get to make a new decision and be whole in how I want to be today. And, you know, if you just take that from the mental health side, uh, that's step one. But then part two, you know, fast forward to later in life after the birth of your daughter, um, you know, and then finding concentrates. And, and when we say concentrate, we're talking about cannabis oils uh, in syringes and, and tinctures and that sort of thing, as, as opposed to the wax dabs, shatters, sauce, butter, stuff out there. That's, that's not right, concentrate. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we're talking yeah, yeah. concentrated like medicine yeah. uh, and it's very different. But on that point, you know, what we're doing is helping uh, the CB1, CB2 receptors to balance out. And CB1, uh, actually, if you uh, activate CB1, with uh, THC exogenously from the plant, the phytocannabinoids, as opposed to anandamide, which is activating CB1, uh, you can start to bring balance back to the metabolism that way, uh, because it, it, in, in what we're finding is in excessive eating and obesity, uh, we have uh, excessive anandamide, we have too much anandamide. And so the clinicians are now saying, what you need to do is put more uh, cannabis into the body to downregulate CB1. And then all of a sudden there's not so much anandamide being made. Uh, and that's how you lose weight. Can you imagine that? Except for what about the munchies, man? Like what about people who are like, oh dude, I smoke a bunch of weed and then I just like you know, I hit the refrigerator. What, what, what is that? Like how everything you're saying is contraindicated to that. So guess what? <laughs> oh, she's got a slide. Yay. My first slide of the day. Awesome. All right. So yeah, this in our slide deck today uh, on metabolism and cannabis. Look at this. This is some data showing that, you know, CBD, THC, all of the cannabinoids, uh, but I was speaking specifically about CBD here, can reduce the risk of metabolic issues. Um, and cannabinoids improve metabolism, reduce weight, improve fat burning, and reduce glucose intolerance. And now look at- Wait, this. wait, before you say something else, I wanna validate that first paragraph here with the, I have had multiple clients, more than a than hundred, who have been using CBD products for other issues and have lost somewhere between 20 and 60 pounds. Right. And the whole idea is this, it, it, what's happening there is there is all kinds of things going on from the research side on what I was talking about on, on downregulating CB1. Uh, but what's, you know, the clinical aspects is regular cannabis users have a third of the rate of obesity, lower BMI, smaller waist, and less diabetes despite eating more. So that an answers the munchies question, right? Uh, so THC stimulates ghrelin and ghrelin is a hormone that increases both appetite and metabolism. So again, it's the ECS balancing. When we have ghrelin in our body, we're increasing our appetite, but it's also revving up your metabolism and working somewhat with cortisol and, and et cetera, but it's all the endocrine things, right? And this is always, you know, uh, psychologically, neurologically, immunologically, and uh, endocrine. All of the endocrinology is, is all interlaced with this and cannabinoids activate this system to, to push the gas and the brake at the same time, balancing you so that stoners can eat more uh, and, uh, and tolerate more calories. Um, and, but the other thing is they're more active. 
In fact, you know, we right. saw that in, in the news just yesterday in the cannabis whatever scrolls. Um, and, you know, cannabis users are more active. And that's true. Uh, they probably hurt less and therefore move more. Right. And one of the things I've really seen with people who are, the, as far as the weight loss and cannabis that going together, just a subtle thing that happens is that when you, when you hit that point where you have the munchies, you just organically want to go for a better choice. Like your body's going to do towards the apple more than it would drive you towards the cookies because your endocrine system is actually firing and you're listening to yourself and your body's like, you know, I'm really hungry, but I really don't want to eat you know, chips ahoy. I really want, what else can I find around here that's going to feed my sweet tooth, but feed my body as well. And fruit tastes so good. Right. Right. And, you know, I, and I teach people how to use uh, a small amount of THC to uh, bring to life more of the palate so that you can then try that salad. And, you know, one of my favorite salads I have pretty much every day, you know, spinach, arugula, um, uh, baby lettuces, um, red peppers, yellow peppers, green peppers, whatever I have cut up, beets, lentils. Um, and, you know, you eat that every day with a couple, just a couple of chips. Uh, it's like the best nutrition ever. And that's what happened to me in 2015 when I found cannabis and I also started to change my diet and, and look at functional medicine, lifestyle modifications that I can make uh, to bring me back into balance. And I was heavy. I, you know, I was I'm 135 now, but I was 155. So I was 20 pounds heavier when I found cannabis. So me too, <laughs> right? It's, it's and just natural. It is just it is just a natural thing. And um, you know, I know that um, CBD cannabidiol isolate really serves a purpose in this conversation because, in my experience with my clients, I have seen it adjust the endocrine system more than anything and i've watched people like lose weight so quickly by using it but when i say that i don't want anybody out there thinking like oh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna use this one time and 20 pounds are gonna fall off my body you have to do all of the work with it you have to do all of the work with it what, what her, elizabeth and i are speaking about is fixing the endocrine the endocrine system by by using the endocannabinoid system and this final final bullet point here, um, you know, helping diabetes but also obesity by helping the body convert white fat, the the fat growing into re, uh, weight reducing brown fat, the different kind of fat that can catalyze and create metabolism, promoting normal insulin production and sugar metabolism. So in my course, I have all of the references for all of this, but that most of this is Israeli research. Uh, some of it was um, in a lot of the sources, projectcbd.org. So everybody out there that wants to go read some good stuff, you could just go to projectcbd.org, type in metabolism uh, and find a lot of the sources uh, that I've derived this, uh, this program for, from. But ideally, you know, it, there is uh, new research coming out in this all the time and we will find ways to use these different cannabinoids, but it, it, CBD improves insulin sensitivity. So, and what that means is imagine little glucose molecules traveling around your bloodstream, right? And, and if you need insulin to let it like basically open the door to go into the cells. And if you're not making insulin through your pancreas because that's diseased, 
then you have to take insulin, you know, exogenously. So we've got, you know, a lot of people, I mean, think about there's insulin crises because insulin has skyrocketed in rates. Now people are going down to Mexico to buy, buy insulin and type one diabetes, the people that are, are, are born with a, a, a mutation that, that, that developed this is, is one thing, but when we can willfully do something about it to, to start to bring that down, we need to pay attention to that. But CBD together with lifestyle medicine and, and really choosing to eat vegetables and fruits and, and uh, uh, to, to take some ownership of this really helps you feel better. Uh, and then you start getting motivation because it snowballs. Once you start losing weight and then you start getting feeling better and you're moving, uh, you're happy, you're seeing success. It's like, woohoo, I can do this, right? And that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so how do I get there? I mean, like, how do I really get there if I'm just really in a, a place where I just am full of self-hatred and self-deprivation and, you know, I'm just, you know, going for the cookies and the donuts and the sugar. Well, you know, I, I just think that people, you y'all just don't understand how damaging sugar actually is for you. I know. I know. You know it, it's really, really the, the white death. Okay. So, you know, self-love is everything. You got to start there. Um, and, you know, there's lots of tools. Uh, I, right now I'm doing the artist way and how to go in. Oh, that's such a great program. That's, that's been around forever. The artist way is a wonderful, if you don't know what it is, you mm -hmm. can, you can go to the website artistway.com and it's a workbook that, uh, allows you to be creative, imaginative, you know, there's, there's drawing, there's writing, there's, there's creating, um, uh, collages in there, right. As well. There's all kinds of wonderful ways to work with yourself and cannabis is wonderful when you're using CBD with that, because again, it's opening your mind. It's allowing you to find another aspect of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I stopped. She stopped talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just go, you know, to a different spot. And I'm like, I, I sort of de derailed a little bit thinking about diet, but you know, it, it's, you know, what okay, you, okay, you know, you can cook with infu we can let's talk about infusing. Let's talk about cooking with infused products. Okay. So ways that you can help yourself with cannabidiol is if you, you know, you could, you can make your own stuff. If you, it, like I always tell my clients, especially those who are living with life-threatening illnesses, if you can say it and cook it, you can eat it. You know, so if you if you have a sweet tooth, there's a whole bunch of ways to get around sugar. There's monk fruit sugar. There's you know stevia. There's using and then you you mix that with your can of butter, and you're gonna you're gonna want less because you're so much more satiated than if you if it's not in there. You know because you also know you cannot <laughs> you cannot have 15 THC cookies. You cannot. Yeah. So there was a question in the chat. Hold on, let me. Uh, How long does a small amount of THC in a CBD salve stay in your system? Okay, so if it's a salve and you're using it topically, it doesn't. It's not in your system. It's a topical. It's transdermal, so it's not going to cross the liver and it's not going to stay in your system at all. And it's going to just absorb into your skin and last for as, as four long. Hours. Yeah, three to four hours. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if it does get into the system, like if you're taking CBD or THC through a tincture or through an oil, um, you know, that's going to be, you know, somewhere between four to eight hours. Uh, well, the potency of some of the, the high potency uh, CBD and THC oils that could be in your, your uh, bloodstream uh, for as far as per perceptible 
uh, effects for a day, right? Somebody who's just acclimating to oils takes a little too much. They take like a, a tenth of a milliliter thinking that, that, that that's a grain of rice and maybe it's a little too much um, and they could be high for a day and sleeping, right? Literally 24 hours. But you know, when we think about onset and duration, it's usually like an hour onset and duration should be uh, about eight hours. But when you increase that potency, you increase the duration. The time of it. And so what about um, uh, CBD and blood sugar or THC and blood sugar about it? Like, doesn't it lower the blood sugar and that's where you get the munchies from? Is that, is that the truth? Well, it can lower your blood sugar, yes. Um, that's not necessarily the one that's uh, getting the munchies going though. Getting the munchies going really is uh, ghrelin, uh, but it can also, uh, CBD and THC can actually just uh, uh, take the blood sugar down uh, quite a bit. Uh, and so I'm always telling clients, make sure you're hydrated and, and, and fed uh, when you have these oils because, uh, and, and even with, like with inhalation, it'll, it'll get a little bit more rapid. Uh, as well. So you, you smoke a joint um, and you could feel your blood sugar drop. Sometimes I do uh, get a little shaky. Um, and then also um, just uh, just taking oils uh, can do that. So you, know, you really want to you know, make sure it's, it's not going to like harm you, but just stay on top of it. Right. And if your blood sugar, like, okay, this is what happens a lot to stoners is you smoke, you know, you do and then you pass out and you wake up and you start marauding the kitchen, right? So the way that you can avoid the marauding part is to drink some water, hydrate your system. It's amazing how water will balance out your body. Uh, cannabis is very dehydrating. You know, people forget that a lot of times. And let's talk about like weight and hydration because they go together as well. If your system is really dehydrated, you're going to be puffy and swollen. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you, you have to be well hydrated to have your endocrines work well and endocrines, you know, are everything. Uh, there's also a lot of research that talks about how cannabis and food, um, you know, really, uh, and, and hydration uh, affect how it affects you. So uh, if you are using inhalation and you want to like either up or, 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 or decrease the amount of intoxication you feel, uh, you know, playing with your degrees of hydration. So uh, being well hydrated, I think, peaks it up a little bit. Uh, and I think, you know, I think a lot of people don't really know what the endocrine system is and, and how it works in the body. I have a, a chart over here on the wall that you guys can't see. Oh, I think that we should um, definitely talk about like, you know, your endocrine system is what is, is creating the, your metabolic set point. And what organs, let me ask you a question there, my nurse friend, what organs are the endocrine system made of? Well, think about like all of the things that regulate your hormones. So these are different glands, uh, but the pancreas. So hormones, so hormones, like let's break it down real easy. So hormones are a really big part of your endocrine system. Mm -hmm. And that means that all your lady parts or boy parts are all driven by your hormones. Yes. And then, and then what else? Well, and, and your neurotransmitters and they interface with those as well. Most of those are made in the gut. Uh, so that's got to be included, um, you know, but when we think about uh, the endocrine system, it, it, generally we're talking about uh, blood sugars and, and diabetes and, and that's the pancreas and the liver and the gallbladder uh, and, and all of that, that that's processing how we create energy because we take in food and, and, and hydration and that's what uh, provides the energy that we have to break down and, and to, to utilize as uh, our fuel. 
uh, in, in all ways, shapes, or form, then people forget how much this takes, right? Like your, your brain uses a lot of nutrition and you need healthy fats to really fuel that. So you want your- uh, And you need some carbohydrates, yeah. So these low fat, like, you know, where America went really left is we went low fat, high carbohydrate. Yeah. And that is the, the worst combination, you know, because you need, like she said, you need fat for your brain. You need to have a fat ed. You really want to have energy. But the other, the piece that I want to get to in the endocrine system, is pancreas. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's this, right? So, yes. you know, when we're talking about, you know, uh, cannabinoids and uh, blood sugar and obesity and diabetes, um, you know, and they're all correlated. Everything is, is the same. And again, this came from projectcbd.org. Um, but they did some, some research over in Israel and they found that uh, the recent cannabis users had a 16% lower uh, fasting insulin levels, uh, lower HDL cholesterol, uh, and less insulin resistance. So again, when we are sick, when we have diabetes and high blood sugars, that circulating glucose in our system is making us sick in all kinds of ways. It's uh, destroying tissues in, in the liver, the brain. Uh, the, the, uh, we get neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy. People, when their hands and their they lose their circulation. The, the nerves get fried uh, because of high sugar levels. Uh, and so cannabis users had less of that. But look at this. Earlier life use with, uh, without current cannabis use had less benefits. So it appears that uh, we can use this for some period of time. Like people that smoke pot through high school and college uh, and then they stopped. They had some cannabis use. They had a little bit lower of this insulin resistance but the people that were current or recent cannabis users had much better uh, response of this. And then the people that never use cannabis had you know, uh, greater levels of insulin resistance. So back to my super fat pregnancy story, okay? So I ended up actually having a baby uh, with all of that weight. And miraculously, and this was solely, I'm 100% convinced because I was smoking weed through my entire pregnancy and using cannabidiol, um, I did not get gestational diabetes, which in itself was amazing having gained so much weight. And then the kid that I threw doesn't have diabetes. Okay? <laughs> the, the child that I birthed does not have diabetes. And I was like drinking, you know, like a liter of Coke a day, you know, really? like yeah, no joke. Like, I mean, I was just out of control. Here I had been in this super, you know, rigid diet exercise thing for my entire life. And then I got pregnant and it was just like, all bets were off. And I was just like a, a machine, an eating machine. Because I thought, well, I'm eating for two, which is a lie. You're not eating for two. And all of you who are pregnant and listening to this, understand that your baby eats your fat. Okay. So your, your child is, is literally feeding on you. So let it eat your fat, it's much healthier. But this is why I am convinced that I don't have diabetes now and either does my daughter. Well, have you had any recent labs to make sure? Yes, darling, okay. I am all good, yeah. Okay. I had mine last week and I am too. Um, okay, so one more point here. Um, so excess insulin promotes the conversion of sugars into stored fat leading to weight gain and obesity. So when we have uh, uh, excess insulin, or uh, 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 it's when, should be glu glucose, but the, when, we're, when we're not converting our sugars into energy, it gets stored as fat, right? And so we need insulin to do that. 
And when we have insulin resistance, we're not making it. And then it's not being able to get into the cells. Like, again, I go back to the example, when you have a lot of insulin that is working, uh, you can open the door to glucose to get in and to create energy in the cells. But when we don't have the insulin, when we're not making it or it's not circulating, then that's what leads to the stored fat and the weight gain and the obesity. So we want this to work. So in other words, when we're using, and you know, in, in my opinion, it's not just smoking pot. Um, for me, it really is about taking CBD oils because that's where I find the greatest. And, and we're talking about like, I'm, you know, my, my ch this, the child that I'm speaking about is 24 years old. So this was a, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, right? We didn't have the oils. And now I think that smoking weed is the least medicinal form of cannabis. It's like you lose, like, it's like you lose everything that's awesome it's about true. cannabis when you, when you, when you smoke it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's pleasurable. And so for in small amounts in the evening, it's great to like de-stress, but that's not the medicine that I want to change metabolic issues, right? Uh, if I'm getting a, a good 20 to 40 milligrams of CBD or different ratios of cannabinoids uh, into the body of somebody that has had this condition for a while, over time, we're going to be able to, uh, to, to bring that down. And really, you know, this is what's going to help us battle obesity and type 2 diabetes. Uh, in America, just imagine, like I have a, a patient over in uh, Point Loma, uh, after about a year on uh, a good four to one oil in the morning and some THC indica at bedtime, helping her with MS, uh, spasticity, uh, but also over a period of time, we were able to uh, wean down metformin uh, because she was getting less and less insulin resistant. Uh, and the, the provider did, of course, uh, and she lost 20 pounds over a period of a year. Uh, and, and this woman's in a chair. So her metabolism just started working. She's been in a wheelchair for 25 years. Okay. And, uh, and you, know, that, you just said it. That is, that is the key. Her metabolism just started working. So a lot of people who are obese, your metabolisms just are not firing. They're not working. You know, and it's not like, of course, we have to, you know, take responsibility and assume authority for our health and make good choices. But, you know, there are many people out there who are like, I've tried every diet, I exercise every day, and, and they're telling the truth, you know, and I'm still blah, 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 I'm still 50 pounds overweight. And then we put them on uh, an isolate or, you know, a good CBD uh, full plant extract, and all of a sudden, their, their system starts to work and weight just falls off. Okay, so when I say, when we say CBD oil is helpful for weight loss, we mean all of it, concentrates, tinctures, um, isolates, all of it. But it's really important that it's not hemp derived cannabidiol because if it comes from hemp, like, like, and I'm saying this because I know a lot of people can go to Sprouts or Whole Foods now and buy some garbage CBD product. You are not going to get the result that we're talking about from that. You really need to use medical grade cannabidiol that's been lab tested. That's over 68% cannabidiol that has the whole plant. Even like we make an isolate, but it starts as a cannabis plant. And then it goes all the way down. So even when it gets down to its one single teeny tiny little molecule of cannabidiol, it's still more powerful than the same molecule that's been extracted from a hemp plant. 
Well, and why is that? So uh, you answer the question. You know. I can answer that. <laughs> it's so fun to like just study this for six years because I know them all now. <laughs> I know it's awesome. It's so great. Right. That, do we not love Elizabeth? Is Elizabeth just not the greatest? So just a little commercial break for this woman right here. Holisticcaring.com. Okay. I Lots of awesome programs that she's written. All right. Find her on Facebook. Elizabeth Mack. Holisticcaring.com. Okay. So why is that, Elizabeth? So cannabis CBD is, you know, so if we just talk about the, there's basically four, four CBDs. So one is cannabis CBD, and that's going to be 0.3% or more THC. Then there's uh, hemp CBD, that's 0.3% or less THC. And then there's broad spectrum CBD, which has had all of the, the THC extracted, but it's generally a hemp uh, uh, full spectrum oil, it has the other cannabinoids. And then there's isolate where everything's been extracted away other than the CBD, right? And so what's gonna be the most medicinally beneficial to, to our clients, right? It's gonna be that first bucket, that cannabis CBD, because it's made from the flowers. The flowers of the cannab uh, cannabis plant is where all of the trichomes and the, the cannabinoids and the terpenes and the flavonoids all reside. And then we wanna take that bud and then extract that into the, the 100% grain ethanol alcohol and, and use that formulation after you burn everything off into that oil, that's the concentrate, that's the starting point. And then you can instill that into other uh, carrier oils to make a tincture. And that is gonna be your best representation of medicine because it's, it's had very, very little change from the structure of that plant into that oil. Uh, and that is going to be the most rich. Now, does the full spectrum hemp work? Yes. I mean, and it's better than nothing, right? Of course. And, and for people that are not in a cannabis 36 legal state, um, you know, you, you have to use uh, places that ship and that's generally hemp. But there's ways to do that as well so that you're getting cannabis CBD, but you've extracted the THC out. So that can still be um, you know, registering as 0.3% as or less THC. So then it can also be mapped. So your body doesn't care where the THC falls. Only the government does. <laughs> just so you know. All right. Just yeah. so you, just and, so you and, know. Yeah, and, and CBD is, CBD is CBD. If we were to just to break down the molecular structure of CBD, let me uh, articulate that because a lot of people might've gotten confused. It's, it's really uh, who's in the posse with CBD. You know, right, when we think right. about that, because that actual, like the hydrocarbons of CBD, that's always going to be that same molecule. But the posse that's running with CBD, that is called the entourage effect. And we want that to be as potent and pure uh, as, as we, we can. And when you extract uh, properly, as I just described, you're probably going to get about uh, 400 different components out of that plant. Uh, if you use uh, a hemp CBD, it uh, could be 80 and, and, and um, uh, the um, CO2 extraction is going to maybe give you 40. Uh, so it's, it's a lot, it's a lot different, right? So, and, and that's why buying like a, a cannabidiol product from like Whole Foods or some other store or CVS, you, you I, I promise you, you're getting an, you are getting an antioxidant. You are not getting um, medicinal. So now my, my good friend here is not a big fan of isolate. And I got to tell you, either was I for a long time, I was anti-isolate. However, what I have seen it do in the last two years is phenomenal, phenomenal. How so? 
So I, I don't want to discount it because a lot of things are, are made with the isolate and the isolate shows up a lot because of the whole government allowance of THC. So that is just a little whatever over there. Well, right. And, and isolate plays a, a part also. Think about all the uh, federal employees and the cops and the firefighters and healthcare workers that are spot drug tested. Right. They can take an isolate CBD and nourish the ECS. It's just fine. Um, and they won't have a dirty you won't, you won't. Yeah, you won't have a dirty test. Okay, so we're just about to wrap this up. This went so incredibly fast. We um, we want you guys to know that you can. We're on Spotify. We are. Uh, we're we're all over the place now. This this little podcast of ours has just been picked up by 15 or so different channels. So if you want to listen to us either on Spotify or on, with, I don't want the Apple, Apple one, iTunes, Apple iTunes or whatever, just Google clinical alchemy podcast and you'll find us. You will find us. And as always, we really appreciate you. We are doing this because we want you to be fishermen. We want to give you knowledge and tools so you could go out and you can make your life a greater demonstration of joy and health because that is what you are here to do you are here to learn to grow up assume authority and be pleasurable you are a pleasure center okay so the way that you get to pleasure is not through a donut <laughs> although the donut might be good i promise you it is not how you get there though how you get there is through self-love self-actualization and self-acceptance and cannabidiol will definitely help you on that journey as will Elizabeth from holisticcaring.com and myself, Robin Swan from Firebird Touch Therapy. Because we know that as each one of you heals yourself, you heal your entire circle. Remember, we are all, we are not, we are not, we are all interconnected. We are not individual things. We are one great big family of humanity. And as we take care of our own circle, then all of a sudden, all those people that are in your circle are going to notice that you're getting well, and then they're going to want to get well. And then before you know it, everybody's happy. You know what? Just like last week, I closed us out with all of my books that just happened to be on my desk. Oh, and what have you read today, Elizabeth? Well, I have something else that I just found because as you were speaking, I was like, well, how relevant is this? We are each of us an angel with only one wing and we can each fly only by embracing each other. I just happen to have that on my desk today. That's so cute. Okay. So those of you, this is so kitschy for Elizabeth. That is very sweet. This is not a kitschy woman. That is very sweet. Okay. Like I've been to her home. There's no hallmark anywhere. Okay. That's very sweet, but it's very, and it's very true. You know, we all have one wing and we need each other to get the other wing. We do. We need each other to. So we really hope that you guys got something from this, that you understand that, you know, as you feed your uh, endocannabinoid system, you feed your entire body, your endocrine system is really who you are. And balancing your hormonal body, your pituitary, all of that is going to help you have a better demonstration of health. So make the choice not to eat the pizza and beer, you know, make a choice for self-love. And if you love pizza and beer, maybe one piece, one glass, you know, not a pizza and a case, you know, just start, take baby steps with yourself. But more importantly, if y'all would do us this one favor, when you get off this podcast, just walk over to your closest mirror and say these words. I love myself. I accept myself. I am a divine creature created by the creator for joy and pleasure. Keep telling yourself that. 
and then take a walk. And then take a walk. <laughs> take a 30 minute walk every single day. And that's going to accelerate everything else that you're doing with nutrition, with your anti-inflammatory diet, with your thoughts of self-love, meditating on things that you want. And, and you know, summer's coming up, right? So, you know, in and, and my coaching, and I call what I do at Holistic Caring coaching rather than just nursing because I'm addressing everything. And I start every conversation with something like, tell me what you're looking forward to. What do you want to do? And how can I help you use cannabinoids to optimize, you know, your pathway there uh, and talk about all the different tools that we need to put together to give you your best life, because that's what we're here for. So, you know, it's like, imagine that go where, you know, and, and what are you looking forward to? What are your goals? What do you want to do this summer? And if there's something in the way of that, how do we address that? And if you want to work with me, you know, me as a, as a coach, just go to holisticcaring.com and book an appointment with me or one of my five nurses, and we'd love to help you or buy a, a patient program on anything that we are, uh, are, are, are talking about. And of course, the professional programs that we have uh, contain all of this knowledge uh, so that you could deep dive in and, and swim with, with me on all of this wonderful stuff that I come up with as content each week. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty smart, you know. I mean, I don't know how I've gotten this far without her, but um, I am grateful to have my good friend. And listen, no matter no matter what you weigh, all right, you are not defined by a number on a scale. You are not. So please don't define yourself that way. And and find that find your own personal beauty because whether you are 102 pounds or 507 pounds, you have a tremendous amount of beauty. So thanks, you guys. We're going to um, be back here next week. And uh, remember, holisticcaring.com, firebirdtouchtherapy.com. The, alchemi the alchemist is me, and the clinician is? Elizabeth. <laughs> exactly. We are clinical alchemy. That's what we are today. All right, thanks, guys. See you later.